What up, Theologizers? We are back in action again. 2019 Spring Breakers going wild. Ben and Brett partying hard. I am Brett, one half of the Theo Bros, here as always with my brother. Benny Boy, Ben C, B Dog Millionaire 9000. What's up, y'all? Yeah, no one calls you that. You can call yourself that. No one cares. Um, you want to hear a funny story about uh, nicknames? So, Kaylee always, uh, my fiance Kaylee, she always makes fun of me for the fact that when I was in seventh grade, uh, I tried to convince my two best friends um, at the time to call me Friday. I thought Friday would be like a really cool. A nickname to have, you know, because like, oh, Friday, you know, there, here comes Ben. He's like everything of the TGIF, you know, he's a wild and crazy guy, just like the day, Friday, you know, he's like the weekend himself. And uh, yet, yeah, no one ever called me Friday. Well, thanks for that story, Ben. Uh, that was, that was <clears throat> fascinating. I was just riveted by that story, you know. I'm just getting sorry. Who, sorry, who are you talking to right now? I'm not, not going to say it. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to respond then. I'm not going to take the bait. Um, anyway, theologizers. So, you know, this this episode is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. I told Ben uh, on the phone before we decided to record that I didn't really feel like making a plan. I don't know. I just, you know, we've had a good time like recording like pre-planned topics, but I find myself just like on a day to day just just in different states of mind spiritually and you know different kind of engaging with different questions different points in time and that's always changing just on kind of what's happening in my life in general and in my my spiritual life as well and just like what questions am i grappling with at the time so i thought you know, let's just let's just like talk just talk it out let's just see what what happens like what are we what are we just kind of chilling and thinking about right now and let's just let's just discuss so that that's the format we're going to be taking all right y'all brett's gone rogue he, he usually likes a plan <clears throat> he's a pretty structured guy but he's going off-roading he's going off theo roading right now well so what's been on your mind then lately brett what is what is not on my mind man my mind is a swirling chaotic hurricane of tons of thoughts and emotions at all times which i think most of our minds are you know what i'm saying yeah um pure chaos up in there man that's what i'm trying I, that's what i'm trying to like be a little bit more i guess ex experiential in my faith you know i know i know the whole our whole the whole basis of the podcast is theology and discussing theological a little bit more kind of mind oriented and um kind of rational and and kind of using our 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 what, what am i trying to say not experiential just more idea oriented which is theology i i get it but you know i i've had you know a lot of time spent you know thinking about my faith and trying to understand the theology of my faith the history of the faith and and that has has given me just a great 
foundation and kind of bedrock to to work to, to really lay the groundwork for um i think the more day-to-day actual like relationship with god experiential within like my own life story you know and i think we go into different phases and i just lately i haven't been as heady like all up in my head trying to like 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 thirsting after like sermons and theological talks and content as much as i have in the past um and i'm sure there'll be other phases in the future where I'm, I, I get more into that but i've just been more wanting to engage in god just in in a very real way if that makes any sense like not removed at all from like my life and like what i'm going through in the moment and like what's happening like in real life you know so that's just kind of where i've been lately which which you know you, you would think I, I would have been there maybe more in the past but i i was hitting heavy on like really really like eating up like theological ideas and and like sermons online and stuff for a number of years and that's still present in my life it's just not as intense as it was i don't know so that's just kind of where i've been lately i i just want i i want to know i want to engage with god right now like more firsthand that makes any sense than i ever have before which i think can lead to more profound transformation when you're actually you're actually just engaging God in a, any like a actual relationship, like, like a, like a real kind of visceral back and forth, not always pretty kind of messy, but loving kind of relationship in the midst of what's happening in my life. You know, I don't know, Ben, have you, have you been in those phases like before? I mean, I don't know. That's just me right now. Well, I mean, as you know, obviously my MO is um, is to be the idea person, is to kind of be in my head all the time, it's, it's, um, which is obviously a double-edged sword, you know, because um, I think it can, um, it can distract me from just like what matters in a more practical, like experiential day-to-day, you know, aspect of the Christian life. So I definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, I guess it, for me, it's always been like, um, I've always found it difficult to, to like know how to naturally like seek after or have that day-to-day visceral experience of, of God and, and Christianity. I'm more just kind of, it almost feels like I just have periods of my life where I just happen to feel a lot more like, experientially connected to God and Christian truth and stuff. And then other periods where as I say, most periods where I don't as much. Yeah. Um, I think, I think there's probably like a, an association between um, how much I'm able to like to get out in nature and like, um, and that's related to like how the weather is and stuff. So like I live in upstate New York and you know like two-thirds of the year um it's difficult to get outside especially being in graduate school and it's it's like winter basically two two two-thirds of the year Um, yeah spring is basically just like 
we have a really late spring where it just happens all at once and then we're in summer, right? And fall is not that long either um, in terms of the actual weather. <clears throat> so I think that has something to do with it. I would say though, I think something that's been helpful to me because it doesn't come as natural naturally to me to um, to be that more experientially oriented Christian is, um, and I think we've talked about this before, Brett, off the podcast, is having more of a, um, a liturgical structure um, to my life, uh, being a member of the Anglican Church or, or practicing Anglican, um, I think has been helpful to me because like being able to follow the church calendar <clears throat> throughout the year, right? So right now we're in Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a kind of structured thing of, of like, here we are, like we're at this place in the church calendar. So this is kind of what I'm choosing to like reflect on in a structured way, right? So right now it's, um, I guess the darkest, <laughs> but one of my favorite parts of the church calendar, right? Where it's, it's all about kind of reflecting on your own mortality, really focusing on, on repentance and uh, an awareness of your own sin and need for forgiveness. Um, and also just like the liturgy on Sunday, like the experientially, I think the Eucharist is, is important for me. I, I always feel like a gap in my week in a way, if I, if I'm not able to make it to church or I'm just, you know, too lazy or whatever, God forgive me, <laughs> Yeah, you know, or sleep in or whatever. Um, having that having the whole like liturgical structure of repentance and eucharist and stuff it's helpful yeah. to me um again but that's just me personally right be because again i'm such a cerebral person i kind of like if i'm going to be more consistently having those experiential aspects of the christian life i need a little more structure you know yeah no and that's, sure. that's probably a little different than it is for you because you're more than i am more of a practical or experientially oriented person. Yes. Yes. And how do I explain this? I I've I I'm I'm very experiential as far as like I'm always trying to organize my life and my world around um experiences. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's just this is why I am. It's just the way I'm wired. Like it brings, it brings like it. It fills me up with so much life. You know what I mean? Like whether it be, and that's why I I I make a point to do that. You know what I mean? Whether I'm like in my apartment and I'm trying to like you know create like just a nice ambiance for when I'm just hanging out by myself, or I'm planning all of these like fun activities to do things, to have experiences, you know, to make memories. Cause it just very, it really makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? And, and that's these sort of experiences are very, they, they feed me with so much energy and life. I, I'm trying to kind of meet God in that because it's been, it's been like a lot of that's been happening and in, in, in more, more frequently lately. I don't know. I, I felt like a strength of spirit this year um, through just making a point to live, you know, live life to the, to the fullest as much as I can. And, and that's starting to be become kind of divorced from the more heady theology 
aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, like because I'm more engaging in that way, and I'm trying to invite God into it because because I feel so alive. You know, I'm trying. I know that's from God, and I'm trying to like kind of be in that world with God. You know, that kind of experiential world that I'm I'm already having, and 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 realizing the blessings and being able to have these experiences that not everyone is able to have. And, you know, being blessed to have just so much good things in, in my life that allows me to be able to organize my life around, like trying to, to live life to the fullest through, you know, travel or, or just, you know, going out and doing things that, you know, it costs money and I'm blessed financially I'm able to do, or just like my apartment, which I've been able to kind of create in a nice way. And, and that's a blessing. It's all a gift. And, and it just seems very just removed from watching a bunch of sermons or reading, a, reading books, you know, and, and I'm really big on that. I mean, that's why we started this podcast because me and you Ben both have a passion for that. And, but I, I think I, I, I've done it for so long. I feel a strong enough um, foundation, you know, and I think that's the purpose of that stuff. I, I would think, and tell me if you agree, it's, t- it's, it's not the end of itself, like knowledge and, and, and really asking the big questions and going far with it. That's very important, but that's not the end game. You know, that's, that's like the journey to, I, I believe the, the end, end, end is the experience that with God, you know, the firsthand love and experience with God. And, um, I guess I, I felt like I've gotten to such a place cause you know what I mean? At this point, I don't feel, I feel very co- comfortable and conf- confident, like expressing my faith in an in- intellectual way. If I were to have like a debate with a non-believer or talk out faith with a non-believer, I feel very comfortable. You know what I mean? Cause I spent so much time in that arena, but like, I, I, I just, it's weird. And I don't know what you, you can maybe tell me why Ben, but like when I pop on like a sermon now, I almost like don't have that kind of enthusiasm of interest in eating it up as much as I, I have in the past. And actually, you know, weird, and and this might sound bad, but like, almost like, you know, I hear something that sounds cliche and I'm almost like, okay, whatever, you know? Like, yeah. What are we even talking about? Like, let's let's get down to real deal here. Like, you hear certain phrases coming from the pulpit in like certain what? aspects. I don't know, man. There's so many of them. I, <laughs> something in particular. Um, um, I don't know. Like, I, I was. Man, I, I try not to like this morning I went to church and it was it was it was a good message. It was on finance type stuff from this guy. Um got like this guest speaker from Texas. And um he he had a few lines, you know, like like talking he was talking about finances and he 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 one of the things he said was like um if you aren't like teaching your kids to put God first and be a good steward of your finances, then you're, you're teaching them to, to like despise God or something. And I'm like, what? what? No, I know. And I might be taking that out of context, but he was, he was using the verse, like you, you either love money and, and hate me or love me or, you know what I mean? It was something I forget the verse. It's like, you, yes. you will love the other, hate the other 
when it comes to money and God. Can't serve two masters, both God yeah, and, so, and you know, man. That's, and Jesus says, yeah. yeah, and I thought that was good. So that, that's just an example of many where I'm just like, I hear something like that. And it's coming from a pulpit. And it's so removed from like my experience. You know what I mean? Like the other night when I was, I don't know, I, like listening to music or, or something or. You know, I traveled to DC a couple weeks ago and you know I was like just sitting on the like the steps of the Lincoln Memorial like reflecting on history and like and Lincoln's life and like what his the words of his speeches meant and it was like the sun I could feel the sun on my skin there was like people milling about and and I had these experiences like this is real life like I, you know what I mean I'm reflecting it's, it's somewhat reflecting mortality you think about like Lincoln's assassination people who lived in civil war era are gone now or a new generation all these like monuments to these people who've come before us and these soldiers that have like like died in war you know looking at the Vietnam memorial or the Korean war and that's an example lately in my life where I feel like I'm really engaging with like reality do you know what I mean like real deal like God really, his presence really kind of working in me in those moments and in a special way. So when I hear like a one liner like that, you know what I mean? Like just this weird kind of thing on like finances and the way, kind of the way it's presented. I'm just, it, it's so divorced from these experiences. I'm like, yeah. to, to me, it doesn't even seem real. It seems irrelevant or like, like, what are we talking about? This isn't real life we're talking about. You know, this isn't like what the faith is really about. This is just weird stuff. I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I can't reconcile the two, you know? It, so that's why, that's where I am like mentally and spiritually kind of as of late, you know, I'm still, yeah. still, you know, watching sermon stuff and getting stuff out of it. And it's, it's, it's good. I feel like I'm in a good place, but it, that's just yeah, kind of where I am have you been right now. Calvin's Institutes, though. <laughs> that would be a negative. Anyway, Ben, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've rambled. I've rambled on enough about that. I actually have been reading it uh, over the last few months. I have actually read uh, Calvin's Institutes twice, very briefly. <laughs> so, wow! <laughs> more power, more power to you, Tits. Have fun with that. Uh, well, as is often the case with these sorts of things, Calvin is a lot more um, interesting and compelling than his followers. True Especially, that. The, <clears throat> well, I'm not going to get into it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop that train, right? I'm going to stop that. Um, so, well, I guess I wanted to double back to one thing you said. I thought was interesting. So you were saying that, um that knowledge of God or knowledge of spiritual truths um, is not an end in itself, but that the, the end in itself is the, is the experience of, of God. Right. Yeah. Um, and in, in a way, I think that that's true, but I think, but I wonder if maybe in another sense, it might be like a, a false dichotomy because uh, well, how do I say this? So it seems like maybe we have a false dichotomy often between experience and ideas. And that's just because we all live like fractured lives, right? I think maybe like part of like part of having, you know, original sin and, and you know, living in a fallen world is that our 
experiential lives and our emotional lives and our mental lives are kind of like can be like fractured you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. we're not like we're not fully integrated and i think we all we all feel that tension like there's always something that's slightly like we want like our our mind and our heart to be like this sorry <laughs> i forgot we're just recording yeah. we want them to be lined up i'm doing i'm lining my hands up <laughs> yeah um but they're like often kind of like disjoints, like they're different aspects of our lives. And I experienced that as well. But I wonder if like the the beatific vision, right? The vision of of God and and Christ, right, in his unadulterated glory and new creation, maybe a helpful way to think about it. Well, it'll be that moment or that eternity, right? That eternal now in which our our emotional our experiential lives and our intellect right our intellectual lives and yearning will be fully united right so like yeah. when you're talking about experience you're talking about like the thirst for for joy right in that deep yeah. sense for yes, yes. for zenzook for that deep happiness right yeah. which only god can fulfill you know but the, but the longing of our intellect is is truth right yeah is is knowledge and i think also like for its own sake right yeah um i think there's oh and i th in that sense the end of the intellect is to contemplate truth right um but i think i mean maybe the beatific vision of god is that moment where we like truth will be so the truth and goodness and beauty right that is god right we, yeah. um that we experience truth and goodness and beauty in a in a way that's again kind of like fractured right in this life yeah um but, but, it's, but all, that, it's it's wholeness I, yeah it'll be like united it will be whole it will become whole yeah exactly and i think that's why it's interesting where jesus like he's the source of our joy and our redemption and our fulfillment you know so it's like just the phrase that he says where he says, I am the way, right? And that's like the practical, like moral yearning. We we long for like justice, right? And like uprightness, you know? Yeah. And order. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, you know. And I am the life. And maybe we could identify like the life with like what you're talking about, Brad, which is that that experience that fullness of of life you know yeah the, the thing that co corresponds to this like intimacy this emotional experiential intimacy and jesus is like i'm all of these things right i'm the i'm the i am the good the true and the beautiful yeah you know and when christ is revealed in all of his glory then what i feel like i lack and then the experiential side maybe that you have an easier time connecting with you know is a bigger part of your life mm -hmm. um, will be you know united and same yeah. like on your end it'll be like the opposite case you know yeah it kind of came to me but i think like that's just what i think about is yeah it's frustrating because throughout this life we we feel this continual like tension between like the good the true and the beautiful are always kind of like separate or kind of like spread apart from each other 
we find it difficult to know how to reconcile certain things. So like me and you, Brett, we have a lot of conversations about how to bring together what seems rationally to be the truth, say, of scripture or theology or whatever, and our experience of God. Like even those things can feel intention in a way. Sometimes we're like, how do we bring those things together? Yeah. How do we bring together like the, the sense of God like that I get in nature or whatever, you know? Um, or or having a beautiful relationship with someone or whatever. How do I bring that together with maybe things that my intellect seems to apprehend of God that seem on the surface in tension with that or seems just very removed, like you're saying, from my experience of God? Yeah. You know? So I think, I mean, maybe it could it can like drive us to focus on that hope that like it won't always be that way like in eternity the longing of our minds for for truth and reason you know and our hearts and our senses will all be united you know yeah for sure you know what i i i'm totally tracking with you and and maybe you know i'm just trying to talk this out and, and maybe that wasn't the best way to put it as far as the the intellectual pursuit not being the the end and it's funny that you mention like that fragmented state of being that we all find ourselves in to a certain extent in this life and that end game of wholeness that that christ is bringing us all to it's funny you mentioned that because i just read something on that in my devotion this morning I've been reading out of it's like a it's a John Eldridge devotion called The Ransom Heart, and it just has snippets from uh, his different books. But he was talking about that idea of wholeness, and, and, and that being a, a major component of where God is leading us to. You know, like f- like anything that's fragmented or um you know apart or spread apart like that's that's not um that doesn't come from god god is is one god is all about us being integrated i think the way that the, the way that john eldridge was um hitting on this topic was the heart right like our hearts you talk about our hearts as as men and how that is like the wellspring of life and how the what the heart is in its definition you know we use heart in different ways but the way the 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 bible describes the heart is that place of of integration and that place that god wants to make whole where the intellect the spirit um the soul where they all come together is the heart and how god is redeeming our hearts to to have that wholeness and like you're saying ben it is there's different aspects to that that seem fragmented in our life that we we find hard to reconcile sometimes like you were mentioning the the intellect and the head aspect of of the pursuit of truth and that more experiential aspect and there's other aspects too there's like relational aspects you know with our, our our fellow human beings you know whether it be our family or our friends or the stranger on the street, like we're all looking for that kind of connection with others as well. And that's a big component of our faith and how God wants to bring all that into to one. So I, I, I liked, I liked what you said, Ben, it's not, 
one like experience intellect it doesn't one doesn't trump the other per se we're just trying to integrate it all into a wholeness but that's right. hard to do sometimes yeah well exactly well i mean that's why i wasn't really disagreeing with you i was just saying like yeah what you're describing like is our experience like like yeah. this, uh, this side of death you know? and for me that's really powerful yeah, yeah. like i you know th that that helps me and hurts me man because like when I when I don't have that experience, I, I it feels pretty darn dark to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not one. I fluctuate, be, um, because of my experience. Whether you know, because it's you know, life is always kind of fluctuating it from the mountaintop to the valley a little bit. You know, yeah. so as much as I experience it in a good way when God gifts me with those more beautiful experiences, um, when I have a bad, some sort of bad experiential state of mind, like, you know, I can be thrown in the, in the, the toilet, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, well, and, I, and that's the kind of the same for me where like, um, Cause I'm always kind of, I'm always thinking through things. I'm always like analyzing things and um, it's always hard for me to settle on like a particular view of something, you know? Yeah. And so I, so I always feel like I can't be at peace in many ways as a Christian because I always feel like, Oh, I have to like figure this issue out first. Yeah. And I'm going to feel like, anxious or unsettled or like it can't really like fully let God in my life until I have this thing figured out. So I know how to think right. Yes. About this or that issue. And that's something I've always really, really struggled with. Um, you know, you know what my version of that is? What? It's like, I have this Uber control, like, um, issue with control. Huh. Um, I, ever since I was a kid, I'm just very organized, extremely organized with my stuff. You know, like people always comment on how like my apartment looks when I was young. It was how my bedroom looked like. I'm, it's I'm, true, I, folks. It's inhuman. I'm organized to an extreme, but 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 that also comes into play, like with with my my life. You know what I mean? Like with my time, yeah. with my time, with my relationships, with different parts of my life, like my work life, my health, my relationship life my family or what, whatever it is, church life. Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm always, I always feel like I'm, I have my heart, my hard hat on. I'm like managing everything. Mm -hmm. So everything is okay. You know, I, I'm always trying to spin all these plates, you know, on these yes. sticks. Yeah. And, and if one falls and crashes, like I freak out, yeah. like I'm like, Oh crap. And like anxiety spikes. And, and you know what else spikes is like this, this fear. Cause I feel like if I don't have everything kind of under control, like, and that's, and I put a lot of it on myself, you know what I mean? Then I feel like my world starts to spiral out of control a little bit, even though that might be irrational. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the, the life mental version of like how, how organized I am with my stuff. Oh it's yeah. Also, it's also happening in my life. So and that's funny because again, like that's the, that's the externalized version of my mental, my intellectual life. Yeah. Right? It's like, like my, my practical <laughs> life, me and Brett have always been the opposite with this. I, I'm, I'm very messy, very absent minded. I'm really, really suck at like logistical stuff. But what, what, like what you're describing with like everything needs to be in order, like in your environment, you know, 
mm-hmm. and your experiences and your family and stuff. That's how I am with like the system of ideas in my yes. head. It's like yes. everything needs to like have a, a slot. But my we room have, can we have the same thing yeah. happening just in our own unique ways. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it, it's hard, man. It's hard to just like say, you know, I trust God, even if I feel chaotic, man, like my faith, I, I go into faith crisis sometimes if I don't have it under control because I feel like yeah, I can't tell myself the story that's happening. I can't like explain everything to myself to make myself feel better. Sometimes I just feel kind of scattered a little bit. I'm like, you know, I, I this doesn't make sense. And it's hard. It's hard in those moments to just say, okay, God, I got you. You know, I, I trust. And by the grace of God, he gets me there. He always gets me there, but I, I I don't I don't get there with without the gauntlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he'll get me to that place of peace again, but like I don't go there automatically. Most of the time, I, I got to go through some cry. I like like I got to go through some like real like an intense prayer to God. Like what the frick? You know? Like help a brother out here. Like what's happening? You know? Yeah. And I got to have like this crisis of faith. And then God eventually, eventually catches me. But a lot of times I just, I just kind of got to cry out to God in frustration. Oh yeah. So, and thanks, but the man, good news is he a, seems to always catch me, you yeah. know what I mean? And he catches me in a power, more powerful way when I just say, screw it all. Oh <laughs> yeah. Make well, a joke. Sometimes I make a joke about it. I'm like, God, for real? Like what, what the, what is happening right now? Like that none of this makes sense. You know, I'm, I'm asking for things. I feel like nothing's happening, <laughs> you know? And, and sometimes I feel like, is this a sick joke? Yeah. You know, in my honesty, I'll just say, you know, but eventually God gets me to, gets me to a place of peace somehow or another, yeah. but sometimes it's not fun. To no, get I, I agree with that though, that like spiritual progress or any sense of peace or whatever with God for me as well as like, it's it only comes when I finally and then God has to keep dragging me back to the same moment. Yeah, me where, too. <laughs> where where he's just like, basically, you have to be at a place of utter humility and helplessness and and, and vulnerability. And I hate like, that. Yeah, where God's like, listen. <laughs> Again, the point of this whole thing is is grace. Is that I am giving you my spirit, right? to empower you to live out this life, right? And to unite you to myself. So stop falling back in this cycle where you feel like you have to be in the driver's seat of your spiritual life. You have to figure everything out. God keeps having to get you back down on your knees being like, I can't do anything. Whether it's intellectually or practically or whatever, like I, I can't do this. It's like yeah. humiliation by yeah. grace. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I, man, I, I try, I try really hard a lot of times too to have everything under control and, and to, to like prove myself. Like I'm a likable person. Like I am worth it. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm trying so hard to be worth it. You know, like it, and, and, and then, I feel like all of my confidence in my life and in my hope hinges on me proving yeah. that I'm being a certain way or I'm progressing a certain way, or I have to tell myself, I know exactly what my story is right now to, to just like justify 
like like my hope yeah and then there's but yeah and that you brought you brought it up in a real good way with the, the, the kind of humiliation like it, we almost need it where I, i'm like no i'm not big man i'm not i'm not you know I, i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be liked by everyone i'm not gonna understand everyone i'm not gonna be the person that i i, I need to like feel like i need to be for everyone and their mother yeah. <laughs> you know to justify myself yeah you know, and we're, God, all, we're and, all like riding our horses, you know, yeah. down to, to Ma- down to Damascus. Like, like, yeah, I have it together. I'm on my, you know, yeah. my, my high horse, <laughs> like, like, like Paul uh, or Saul at the time. And Jesus has to keep coming and knocking us the F off our horse yeah. right? and blinding us. <laughs> yeah. And being like, Hey, here's what you need to do. Get off your horse. and <laughs> follow. Trust me. me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a violent, scene but i've always equated it to um i, I to, to kind of my spiritual walk in in some way and and i'm not saying it's a complete perfect parallel it's not it's a violent scene from braveheart but <laughs> i always it always comes to mind right when i think about like how god has humbled me and and, and continues to have to humble my my <laughs> cheeks like every other week yeah <laughs> it seems like and that's when um, it sounds bad because it is violent, but that's when uh, William Wallace's love, I think her name is Mar- Marin or something, the girl that he falls in yeah. love with early in the movie. Like the, the guys try to, to, to rape her and then like William Wallace comes and like kind of saves her out of that situation and then yeah. puts her on a horse and, and slaps the horse says, get going, get out of here. Yeah. And she she's riding on the horse. And it's like this real strong ride. And then this soldier out of nowhere comes and just just takes the stick and just rings her. Yeah. I like in the, the throat and she just falls off. You know, I've, and I, I feel like that sometimes. You know what I mean? That I'm just like, I, I just got to get, I just get like bashed. And then all of a sudden I'm on my knees again. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I can't do it. I can't ride this freaking horse in the sunset. Like, help me. Like, you know, I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing, but like, I feel like that's what life has done to me a little bit. I'm not saying God's the one behind the stick, but like, I feel like in God works in those, those moments where we just get thrown off our horse, you know, we're trying to ride. We're trying to look like we got it all together. Yeah. We're on our steeds. Like, yeah, we're rolling. Then all of a sudden you just get humbled to your knees. You're like, oh shoot, I don't really, I yeah. don't really have it all together by any means. I'm actually kind of scared. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So at the end of the day, but that's where grace meets us. Yeah. You know? We're just dust, and to dust we shall return. Yeah. But we think but, we can just, you know have perfect control over our we lives can make and it figure happen. out everything and you know yeah god and i know that god wants us to be childlike in the best way you know what i mean he wants us to trust him in the best way possible yeah. which is just it's like that childlike trust where we can like actually and that's that takes a lot of grace and 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 spirit really working with us over time to, to just release all of these defense mechanisms we have and control mechanisms where we can really truly yeah. just kind of be loved. You know what I mean? Just like no matter what, what's happening, just kind of play at the feet of Christ 
that's what we're made for. We're not made to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and, and have yeah. to prove ourselves. You know, we, yeah. we're just meant we, to rely on the father from moment to moment. Exactly. Day to day. And I think part of that is this experiential thing. I'm trying to learn more and more. And, and part of that is having that peace just to, just to allow myself just to be loved, you know, yeah. and to not have to control everything. And that's kind of my journey at the moment, right, right now is that experiential um, place where I can live inside of the grace of, of just a day, of just a moment, and just trust God. Yeah. You looking something up, Ben? Uh, yes, I am. I'm looking up a verse uh, or a passage in 1 Corinthians that's relevant to what we're both talking about that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it's always a, a verse that I come back to, especially as someone who who studies philosophy and is always in his own head, but I also think it applies to what we're talking about in general. Uh -huh. um, so hold on a second. Anyway, folks, uh, this episode of Theo Bros is, is brought to you by um, Jello. Jello. It <laughs> jiggles and it wiggles, and it will jiggle all the way down your mouth as you eat it, and it's tasty. <laughs> Jello. And when it Come hits the bottom of your stomach, it'll keep a jiggling in the depths, the deep, dark depths of your innards that you never see and never will. Jello, it looks weird as crap, but you know you want to bite. Come on down. All right, we're back. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> so there's the passage I was uh, I was thinking about. Uh, so where Paul says. Um, he says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Wow. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Wow. You know, you know what I'm realizing about myself is that I like to say that I know what grace is all about. Yeah, grace. Isn't that what we all say as Christians? Like, yeah, we know we know grace. Like that's yeah. the central theme of the gospel. It's it's grace. But the more I'm I'm like seeing myself like live my life, I'm realizing that it doesn't matter how much you think you know about grace or how much you think you know in your head about grace or you've read about it in scripture. That's a hard thing for 
humans to accept. We don't know how to accept grace. Yeah. We don't even know we don't even know how to do it in a lot of ways. And that's what's so and that's 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 making me realize how radical that idea is. And and I, I like to think, oh, of course, grace. Yeah. But yeah. like we can't we can't a lot of times. Like we we have we, we don't know how to swallow the pill of grace. Yeah. Don't know how to do it. I think it's hard for us as humans to to comprehend both sides of the grace coin or like it's hard for us to fully appreciate how in need of grace we are because again we're constantly under this delusion even as christians that like we're not that bad or we have some measure of control over things or like we often don't realize how much we harm other people yeah. with our words and our actions and even just like by not doing certain things but then we also it's we can't comprehend the the gracious condescension of god you know and yeah. like what it was what it was for god to to live a human life and to suffer you know as he did in christ on our behalf yeah so it's it's really hard to appreciate the grace we've been shown when you know in many ways we're in many ways we're blind to yeah our both our need and the infinite condescending love of god you know yeah I'm realizing though that God is getting us there, but it's just a it's just a slow process, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a real slow process, you know. Which is fine. We need it. It's just day in and day out, like you know. And and I think he he's getting us there. He is, but but it's not something that you just snap your fingers and the light bulb goes on by any means. You know, I like how um, William Paul Young puts it, author of The Shack. He's like, we're, we're too fearfully and wonderfully and complexly made Imago Day creatures for these like finger snapped solutions. You know, we are yeah. calm, extremely complex Imago Days of God created and free will and and to love us into where we need to be and to, to take us on that journey. It's, it it is a process to say the least. Yeah. But again, the, 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 the thing that just makes it ooze with hope, even though that can be frustrating. Oh, it's such a process, but like it's, it's the, it's the God with us. Um, truth. Yeah. That, that, that's like something that even when you feel like everything's chaotic or everything's going to hell in a handbasket, it's, it's not like a rational answer, God being with us, but it's like what we, in some sense, that's like all we need to know. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're not alone. God is, God is there in the most intimate way. Yeah. And he's telling us it's going to be okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what. That's why Pentecost was so essential, right? Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't, I know you don't want me to leave you, you know, um, but the Spirit can't come uh, unless I leave, right? And this whole yeah. idea that, like, you know, we don't, we didn't just need knowledge of Jesus's teachings and what he did in history, all of that would have been incomplete. Even his death and resurrection would have been incomplete if he hadn't 
poured out his spirit on us because that's the goal right it's to unite us to himself to be with us you know um, yes to to be in union and communion with us in the in the most intimate way possible yeah and i feel like so much of our our pursuit is is that we just desperately want to be loved and approved by just by who, whoever yeah <laughs> you know what i mean ultimately god but but we're also just grasping for that from other people yeah. i think that's like the universal human condition and i feel like so much of of what motivates everyone and kind of how they're living their life or like what they're trying to do to make themselves feel worth it and have hope. It's, it's like just absolute desperate cry of like wanting just to be loved unconditionally and, and just be and just seeking that approval, like know me, love me, know me I'm here. Yeah. Like, like and that's it, the spirit again too right because the spirit's called the spirit of adoption but by, by which we cry abba father yeah you know but um yeah so we're all in this together you know and i'd say the the moral of the story is for anyone listening it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you're going through it doesn't matter what state of mind you're in like we all are imago day creatures of god every ever all every one of us and nothing is like beyond that grace and like god is not apart from anything anyone listening or any situation as like crazy or depressing or tragic or one one phrase I like to use to situations too is like a sick joke, like an yeah. ironic sick joke, seemingly, of a situation where there's no rhyme or reason, or it doesn't matter what, or if you're just feeling good and everything's going pretty well. Like God is intimately in any of all of that like that's the truth whether we feel it or not yeah it's all grace and it's all god with us like like seriously people whoever listen that's not smoke you know i know a lot of people hear that as a smoke because it's said a lot yeah. and we're all like oh yeah but there's my situation you know what i mean like okay thanks for preaching to me thanks for telling me that but then there's my life are you kidding me what's going on yeah you know like this is ridiculous but that's where god can come in the most his presence can enter in, in the most powerful way the more sick and demented and tragic it is the more God can have a chance to show his grace and his and his redemption of that in just a, a way that no one else would even know. You know what I mean? Like in the most yeah. powerful way, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe and going back to the verse I was reading too, the maybe it's best to end on just 
to just like met and I need to do this <laughs> myself just to like meditate on the cross on the, on the crucified Messiah. Um, and there's the power of that and kind of tying all these different threads together. I think it's the cross where goodness and truth and beauty most perfectly are seen and revealed and united, you know, because at the cross, we see the fundamental truth of who God is for us. Um, on the darker side, we see the fundamental truth of um, our own nature, our own sin, and the injustice of the world, and the, the ugliness and suffering of the world. Um, and we also see you know, the perfect goodness of God, and also as dark and grotesque as it is, I think the cross, for good reason, has become one of the most aesthetically compelling and beautiful symbols you know yeah in the world is the crucifixion of jesus and going finally to, uh, to the last thing you said brett that brett the whole idea of the solidarity of god with us you know and the worse it is the more god's grace if we let it can abound in in that you know yeah and the, cro and the cross is the pinnacle of god's solidarity and not just human suffering because in a way almost that doesn't fully communicate it but the the depths of horror and injustice and insanity and meaninglessness you know that can be the human experience is christ crucified yeah can't think of a better way to end than on that you know however dark or deep you think it is it's never deeper than than god's love and his grace it, it just, it will never touch it. So those are words of encouragement for, I know both of us and for everyone. So let's just be reminded of that, you know, as no matter what we're going through, let's just, let's just, let's be reminded of that. You know, let's speak that over our, ourselves and, uh, and over others. Um, all right, Ben. Well, Theologizers, we thank you for hanging with us on this kind of more impromptu episode of Theo Bros. We're just kind of airing out our thoughts. I actually kind of liked it. It's it's just it's kind of what's naturally going on right now. So we'll definitely try more of these in the future. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, we appreciate you guys listening as always. And um, go Kentucky. Go go Cats. Go Big Blue Nation. They're playing March Madness today. Go Kentucky. All right, the Theologizers, um, we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Peace, y'all. This is the Theo Bros Podcast. <laughs>